You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison. It's Thanksgiving this week, and I'm so thankful that my best friend Ben is healthy and able to be back with me on the podcast. Me too, man. I missed it a lot last week, so I'm happy to be here this time. Well, in a game, the Green Bay Packers desperately needed to win, especially at home. They couldn't get it done as the Tennessee Titans came into town and left with a 27-17 win. In his second game back, Tannehill looked very good, going 22 of 27 for 333 yards and two touchdowns. Ben, Derrick Henry did whatever he wanted in this game, including throwing for a touchdown. Yeah, I think I think he just needs to be the quarterback and running back and, I mean, maybe receiver too. I don't know. Do maybe he could do everything. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> forget Tannehill. Kind of, but, no, I mean, Tennessee is kind of a sneaky, dangerous team. I honestly didn't think anything of them this year because they – got rid of uh brown so like i mean they really don't have anybody to throw to but i know the rookie receiver Traylon burks had a pretty good game going for 111 but they're going to be a sneaky good team for the afc and and yeah it's just packers have just been disappointing this year i mean they really have aaron Rodgers just hasn't clicked he's finally kind of clicking with his young receiver christian watson which is it's just too late i mean it really is just too late for them i just don't see anything happening from there from that point on but now the titans are titans are looking pretty scary yeah, Watson's like the one glimmer of hope for this season yeah. for the Packers. He went from zero touchdowns, and within a few days, he was leading rookie receivers <laughs> with touchdowns at five. Yeah. So he's obviously yeah. getting a lot more uh, looks his way. You know, Aaron's giving him the ball more, trusting him more. So, yeah, if you want to look at some silver lining, if you're a Packers fan, Christian Watson is just that. Well, let's just go ahead and get this game out of the way, shall we? My Colts. Lost 17-16 to to the Philadelphia Eagles this past Sunday. The most frustrating part for me was they should have won this game. The defense played great all game long, shutting down the Eagles' high-powered offense that's been putting points up week after week. The problem was we couldn't get any touchdowns of our own and were either being held to punt or settle for field goals. And speaking of field goals, our kicker missed a 51-yarder, which obviously would have won the game if he hits that. The other thing that had me mad was a missed face mask call that would have given the Colts first and goal inside the 10. Instead, it was fourth down, and we settled for another field goal. Ben, I'm not saying we definitely score a touchdown if we get that first and goal, but the chances are high, and those extra four points obviously also would have been the difference in winning and losing this game. Oh, no, it's a huge miss. I mean, it's a huge miss call for sure. Like, there's, there's no question. You're 100% right. Yes, you might have still kicked the field goal. But more time would have come off the clock. Jalen Hurts might not have had a seven-yard touchdown run to win the game. A lot of different things could have happened at that point. But it's just it was frustrating because, I mean, you guys had controlled the game. Eagles are playing like crap. I, I'm tired of hearing about Jalen Hurts being an MVP candidate because he's clearly not. <laughs> I, think he, I, think it, I think it shows with the losing to the Commanders last week and then playing poorly against the Colts this week. It was heartbreaking to see because I, I wanted your Colts to obviously beat the Eagles. But, no, I mean, it's good job for the Eagles to come back and to, to win one they're supposed to win. But just, just frustrating on all accounts for, for Indy. Speaking of frustrating, and you brought up Jalen Hurts' seven-yard touchdown run, what were we doing on that play? Because, obviously, they spread it out. But I feel like you yeah. have at least one guy who's supposed to be, like, watching the quarterback. And nobody did. It's just the waters parted. It was like the Red Sea, yes. and he just went right through. I mean, he could have walked in. That's how wide open he was. I'm like, guys, yeah. what is going on? At least can we make it a little yep. difficult? I was expecting them to go to A.J. Uh, AJ Brown on that play. You know, I'm like, mm -hmm. Mr. Reliable, they're going to throw to him. And then I'm yep. like, oh, no, Jalen's just going to walk in 
untouched. Okay. But yeah, that, that was super frustrating. Cause yeah, we, we had them. I mean, we were just, uh, we were dominating, yep. but it's like, we were, mm-hmm. we were in control, but we weren't dominating. Cause again, like I said, we weren't scoring either. So it was like, it was a very yep. big defensive battle. Cause then you had like, we turn, we fumble and turn the ball over. And then it's like, they had momentum. And then a few plays later, we make them fumble and we get the ball right they back. Fumble. And it was just like, Oh my word. <laughs> What's going on? We were actually yeah. at my boss's house uh, watching the game. His wife's a big Eagles fan, so we were going back and forth. So mm. just going to give her a little shout-out. Congratulations on the win. Definitely <laughs> wasn't uh, the way I wanted to end the day, but it was still a lot of fun watching the game over there and such. So, But as frustrating as it was for me to lose, at least we made it competitive. Would have been even worse if we didn't show up and got blown out at home. That did, however, happen to Ben's team, the Vikings, <laughs> as they fell 40-3 to to the Dallas Cowboys. Dak was very efficient, going 22 of 25 for 276 yards and two touchdowns. Pollard continued his strong play with 80 rushing yards, 109 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Zeke even got in on the action with two rushing touchdowns himself. Ben, you made the comment to me during the game that you guys took a week off. Clearly, they thought it was the bye week. Ouch, man. <laughs> you throwing at me. Oh, man. Hey, maybe they'll play that bad in a few weeks when we go to the game. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, my gosh. Oh. You're going to have a really good night if we play No, I don't, I don't want that for you. That, that, that won't be any fun. Oh, that would be terrible. I just, yeah, I mean, this was really bad. And I've said it before about us. I, I really do think we're a phony 8-2. Yes, we had the huge win in Buffalo kind of a fluke win there at the same time with Buffalo fumbling at the one yard line. But this was just a massacre. I mean, I, I don't understand what happened. We just couldn't stop Dak Prescott. Couldn't stop Tony Pollard, who I, I think needs to be the starting running back for Dallas. I, I like the two headed monster of Zika with Tony Pollard, but I mean, Pollard just got more explosiveness uh, for the offense there. Couldn't get anything going. I, I don't understand our game plan. Why we didn't try to run the ball on Dallas when, past two weeks everybody's been running over dallas so i i I never really understood why we were trying to be pass heavy that's just kind of our offense and it it didn't work cousins got sacked seven times so offensive line was trashed i don't know i'm i'm just it's just one week it's over (laughs) so we'll see what happens from here on out but it definitely sucked yeah i know you made dak prescott look like the second coming of troy aikman what in the world (laughs) yeah you ain't kidding and uh, it, it is interesting, though, how the NFL, it's like anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday because obviously the Cowboys right. beat you guys, you guys beat the Packers, and the Packers just beat the Cowboys. So it's like just this <laughs> this cycle of like what in the world. <laughs> yeah, so I agree. Well, Marcus Mariota and the Falcons are still under five hundred, but still in the thick of things in the race for the NFC South Division. They got a much-needed win after Ku's late 53-yard field goal lifted Atlanta over Chicago 27-24. Ben, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields has actually been coming along as a quarterback for the Chicago Bears. He played well again. Has now, from what I'm understanding, has a separated shoulder. I guess he got it from this game. But no, great job for the Falcons. And they're still one game away from um, leading the division for the NFC South. And I don't think anybody would have ever thought that coming into the season. Uh, Mariota's been playing great. Uh, Hasn't been spectacular just has been enough for them to kind of keep winning a couple games here. But no, it was, it was great for the Falcons. They lost Kyle Pitts in this one for the rest of the year. So that's going to suck. But uh, it's just nice to see them winning again. The sky opened and Buffalo was dumped on with over six feet of snow. 
The Bills managed to get out of town and relocate to play their game against the Cleveland Browns at Ford Field in Detroit. Brissett had a solid game with 324 yards and three touchdowns, which allowed the Browns to get out to an early lead. Unfortunately for Cleveland fans who are used to their team disappointing them, the Bills stormed back and got the win 31-23. Ben, do you think the Bills would ever consider building a dome to avoid this happening in the future? I don't know. I mean, they sh- they definitely should because yeah, six feet of snow is insane. I would have loved to seen a snow game, but there's just no way they could have been. There's no way they could have played this game. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's no way it could have happened. So, like, I, I understand for player safety, getting them out of Buffalo, but yeah, I would, I would definitely, if I'm Buffalo, consider it. But I, I think it's just their, just the era of Buffalo Bills football. I just don't think you can put a dome in that city. I just don't think they would enjoy that. But I think the biggest key takeaway from this game was that the Bills just shut down Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb ran for 19 yards on 14 carries. So that was a huge deal for them. Um, Actually, Buffalo had a better running game than the Browns did, which is kind of surprising. But no, this is hopefully a turning point for the Bills after struggling last week. Zach Wilson had his worst game of the season, going 9 of 22 for 77 yards. Despite this poor play, the Jets and Patriots were locked at 3-3 before Marcus Jones returned a punt for a touchdown with five seconds remaining, giving New England a 10-3 win. There was a pretty obvious block in the back, but it wasn't called as most things aren't, especially when the Patriots play at home. Jets had negative 21 passing yards in the second half and averaged, get this, two inches per play, which I'm not even sure how you pull this off. Ben, no Jets cheer this week, and also this was the first punt return of the season for any team. Why do you think it took until week 11 to see it happen? That's interesting. I, I, punt coverage, I guess, is a lot better. It's been a lot better now this year. Um, special teams is probably more focused on it. Uh, I'm just happy to see the Jets finally benching Zach Wilson because like, if you're averaging two inches of play, that is insane. I mean... He's the reason he's the one holding them back. I mean, they've actually got a decent team this year, and I'm hoping Mike Way can keep it going here for them. But I, I want to see the Jets in the playoffs. Uh, so it's good to finally see them taking action and benching him because Wilson is his both of his worst games have been against New England, which is the the worst thing you could do. But no, this is hopefully the Jets can get it back on track with with benching him. But no, this is a good win for the Patriots. But I, I also would say that I don't think they're happy with where they are with only scoring not even scoring offensive touchdown themselves. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you could literally quarterback sneak every play and probably get at least a yard. (laughs) So, like, two inches a play, I I don't understand Uh, that. But, yeah, I think they're making the right call benching Wilson. I mean, good grief. The crazy thing is every team in the AFC East is in the playoffs right now. The playoffs started today, all four are in. It's like, what in the world? So, Wow. Wow, Despite crazy. the loss, the Jets are still still in there. Yeah. Well, Stafford returned, but it wasn't enough as the Rams fell to the Saints 27-20 behind Andy Dalton, who was 21 of 25, 260 yards, and three touchdowns. Ben Winston came out whining this week that he's mad he lost his starting <laughs> spot while he was injured. Do you feel sorry for him, or you just say, suck it up, buttercup, this is part of the business of the NFL? <laughs> Definitely the second one. I love that. <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, no, I mean, Winston, like, come on now. Like, I, we all knew this wasn't going to last very long for him being the, you know, the future for the Saints. There was no way he was going to be the future for the Saints. Not, I mean, Andy Dalton obviously isn't the future for the Saints either. They're, they're going to draft a quarterback. But, no, I don't feel bad for him at all. And Dalton's actually played okay. 
I mean, this game, he obviously, after getting the nod of approval from his coach, uh, played fantastic. He's, he's just playing, playing well enough for them to at least be in, in the football games. I know he had that bad game against Arizona not too long ago. But no, I don't feel bad for Winston at all. Flip side, Rams, they're just, I mean, who, what the heck happened to them? I mean, <laughs> winning the Super Bowl and then now, I know, I know he didn't have Cooper Cup this game. Cooper Cup is probably done for about the whole year. Uh, but this is just very interesting to see how far they've fallen off. Yeah, going back to Winston, I have something to say. Maybe if you were actually good, you would be the starter. Yeah, that's so great. In regards to the Rams, first of all, I feel bad for Aaron Donald, who came back because he's like, we're going to contend and try to repeat. Yeah. Worst effort at a repeat I think I've ever seen from a Super Bowl (laughs) defending champion. Like, what are you guys doing? It's terrible. I mean, I know they've had some injuries, but for the most part, they've been fairly healthy this season. They just don't have much of an offense. If Cooper Cup's not on, if Stafford's not connecting with him, then forget it. Yeah, they got nothing else. (laughs) Well, I can't believe the words that are about to come out of my mouth, but the Detroit Lions have won three games in a row after beating the New York Giants 31-18. Ben, the Lions are a team that's been putting up a lot of points early in the season. We're even one of the top five in leading offensive points per game, but their defense couldn't stop anybody. Well, now it seems like the defense has joined the party and it's helped them win their last three. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this team earlier on, scoring like averaging like 35 points a game. But like you said, yeah, their defense could not hold anybody to, to under 35 points a game. But this is a, a big win against a 7-2 and two New York Giants team who I still, I'm not sold on them either because I, I just don't see it for them. But no, this is a good, this is a good win for the Lions. And, and three in a row in the NFL, not easy thing to do. So, I definitely want to see them lose because they're right behind us. But, um, no, good job for the Lions to at least keep the winning streak up. Ravens only scored 13 points, but frankly, they could have scored four points and still won this game as they defeated the Panthers 13-3. And kind of a sloppy game as both quarterbacks threw interceptions and neither threw any touchdowns on the day. Lamar did rush for a touchdown. Yeah, Lamar has just fallen off ever since his great hot start from the beginning of the year. I mean, I know the Ravens are 7-3, and three, but they definitely don't look like a 7-3 and three football team. Baker Mayfield finally had a chance now to be back to being the starter, and he blew that <laughs> very easily, playing a terrible game. Like you said, throwing two picks. But no, I mean, the Ravens, I, I think the Ravens are in huge trouble. I, I just, Lamar is kind of falling off, and it's, it's, it's not good for halfway through the year. The Commanders continued their winning ways, beating the Houston Texans 23-10. Ben, last week they beat the quote-unquote best team record-wise in the Eagles, and this week they got the worst team in the league. Yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy scenario how that works out. But no, I mean, the Commanders are, they definitely, I feel like, picked the right choice with Taylor Heineke. I don't think he's really that great of a quarterback either, but he's, he's definitely better than Carson Wentz. So good decision going with him and rolling with it while, while you're winning. But no, good job for the Commanders. Derek Carr and the Raiders rebounded nicely, beating the Denver Broncos 22-16 in overtime. Adams had a big day with seven catches for 141 yards and two touchdowns. Ben, here's a fun stat for you. The Broncos would be 9-1 if they scored exactly 18 points every game. <laughs> that's, so, that's so terrible. 18 points. Like That's not even that hard to do. <laughs> instead, instead, they're 3-7. 3-7. 18 points, 9-1. That's a huge. I mean, if if I'm Denver Broncos fans, I am putting Russell Wilson in the box and I am returning him to Seattle because <laughs> this was not how the season was supposed to go for them. Everybody was super high on them, and now it's just like Russell Wilson sucks. 
but uh, this is these, this is a tale of two teams that had lofty expectations coming into the season, and both have just been underperforming. So it was a good job for the Raiders to at least get in the win column again, but it's just two terrible teams. In a division rivalry game that surprisingly was close, the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 37-30 behind Joe Burrow, who threw for four touchdowns. Ben, the Bengals obviously had a slow start, and we talked about that earlier on, but I feel like they're playing as well as just about anybody. Yeah, I think they're starting to get it together. Um, I don't think Joe Burrow has been great this year. Um, I know he has not had Chase now for the last few weeks, so that's a big loss for them. Steelers honestly have it's just been really surprising to me by keeping keeping in games. And I mean, they've beaten a couple teams where I was really surprised that they beat, but they've at least been in some games where teams that they probably shouldn't have been in the game. But it was a good job for the Bengals to get this going. Uh, we'll see if they can sneak in the playoffs. Yeah, we've got them next week on Monday Night Football. I mean, I'm definitely not taking them for granted. Ooh. I mean, we should win, but also, <laughs> who <Right>. knows? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Speaking of division rivals, the game I think most people were excited about this week did not disappoint as the Kansas City Chiefs outlasted the Los Angeles Chargers 30-27 on Sunday night. Mahomes threw for 329 yards and three touchdowns, all of which went to Travis Kelsey, who continues to dominate opposing defenses with his play. This was Kelsey's 34th game with over 100 receiving yards, surpassing Gronk for the most by a tight end in NFL history. Ben, how impressed were you by the Chiefs' late-game heroics in pulling out this win? Very impressed. I mean, they are just injury-ridden. You just plug in anybody for Patrick Mahomes, and he's going to do just fine. Uh, it's 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 bonkers to see what he can do. Again, just I never would have thought Chiefs would be eight and two this year. I just I just never saw that coming. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is definitely a different kind of a quarterback, but he just he just wins. I mean, he just knows how to win. And Andy Reid, same same situation, just knows how to win. Chargers on the flip side, five and five right now. Uh, I think a lot of team, teams, are, a lot of people will always think that Chargers are going to be one of those dark horses to kind of take the AFC West and maybe take the AFC itself. But they just haven't lived up to the hype. I, I know they had some key injuries with Keenan Allen being gone for a while, and also Mike Williams, their other star receiver, being gone for a while too. And he just got he re-injured in his hamstring in this one. But I'm just super impressed with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs just winning with you know just these rookie receivers. Yeah, you mentioned Keenan Allen there. It was nice to see him back on the field, you know, after missing all mm-hmm. these games this season. He did have that costly fumble there yeah. in the second half, but then he made up for it on yeah. that long pass down the field. I mean, a beautifully thrown ball by Herbert and then an even better catch by Allen. I mean, just laying out there and mm-hmm. just right in his hands, kind of diving yeah. out, making that catch. So it was really nice to see him back on the field for sure. Well, after not throwing any touchdown passes last week, Jimmy G had four touchdown passes as the 49ers beat the Arizona Cardinals 38-10 on Monday Night Football. Ben, I feel like the 49ers are a very dangerous team as they seem very well-rounded on both sides of the ball. Yeah, if Garoppolo can play well, I definitely think they're going to be a scary team in the NFC playoffs. And now they've got Christian McCaffrey, too. And if he can stay healthy, I mean, he's definitely a good running back. George Kittle had two touchdowns in this one. He's starting to come along, it looks like. I think we need to slow down. This was the Cardinals. Uh, this is without Kyler Murray. So, I mean, starting quarterback not there. And I, I don't know. But the, I do think the 49ers will be a scary team and, and a hard team to beat in the NFC playoffs. Yeah, I actually read a stat last week that Jimmy G is 10-2 and two in games, regular season and playoffs, where he doesn't throw a touchdown, which is kind of crazy because I feel like most teams, your quarterback's got to throw some touchdowns. So yeah, the fact that wow. he can rely on rushing and even his defense – 
I mean, that says something. So if he's throwing touchdowns wow. like he did this game, I mean, watch out. But he's always been yeah. definitely more of a game manager. So, I mean, yeah, once they get in the playoffs, I mean, if he can just control the game, take care of the football, don't turn it over, maybe throw a mm-hmm. touchdown or two. I mean, yeah, they could be real scary in the playoffs. And obviously the yeah. Packers probably aren't going to make the playoffs, but if they do, they definitely don't want to play the 49ers because we know how that goes <laughs> year after year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not well. Somebody else is going to have to uh, – face them most likely hopefully it's not you guys yeah no for real i know i'm not looking forward to it they were leading the division right now but before a little bit before a couple weeks before i think we were actually lined up to play them so i'm hoping that does not happen that's going to do it for this edition of the nfl week 11 recap here on up your game a podcast all about sports travis and ben signing off